Hey everyone, this is Daisies.live. I'm Scott. I'm Meryl. And I'm Shreya. And we are here to review Bollywood movies and TV. Maybe talk a little news, maybe a little gossip. Meryl, why don't you tell us what we're going to be discussing today? Today, we have a full day. Actually, we were not expecting a lot of releases and then we had quite a few releases. That is because India shut down. Um, because of COVID upsurge, uh, India is in a bad state. Uh, lots of COVID cases, theaters had been closed, shootings have been stopped. So we've seen a lot of shooting crews leave Mumbai and go to other states to continue shooting because they do not want to stop revenue. They do not want um, people to suffer wage loss and revenue loss. So they have moved to other states and resumed shooting in other states. However, there have been a lot of streaming releases and we're going to cover some of these releases. We will talk about Koi Janena, which was released a couple of weeks ago. We did not cover it because we didn't have time on our show to cover it before. It was a theater release. We will also talk about an anthology which released on Netflix yesterday called Ajib Das Dance. It was a very riveting an anthology. And though it was, uh, it was kind of sad and slow, uh, difficult to watch, but beautifully done, we will review Ajib Das Dance. We will review A.R. Rahman's 99 songs, a beautiful movie in terms of the music, brilliant music. It released in theaters in North America um, uh, here uh, this Friday, and we will review 99 songs. Um, we also ended up speaking to Mr. A.R. Rahman. And that was fun. Play, yes, that was an interview that we had with him, and we will play an excerpt of that interview for you as well. And we will review TNF. And then we have a special segment, of course, because we told you we're going to pick up three exceptional serials that we know you guys will love for us to cover. And we have a special guest uh, from the fandom of one of the series called Shore Enoki Kikahani. And she is going to join us from India. And she's going to talk about why that series is specifically special to her. And we will come to that later in the show. What wow. you got, Scott? Wow. Okay. Well, um, whew. that was, we do have quite a lineup, so we should get right into it. Um, our first review is uh, uh, Koi John and John and Na, excuse me. So this will be released uh, first week of April in theaters um, because theaters were open and uh, the COVID situation seemingly wasn't as bad as it is um, today. Uh, it released for a big bit and then the theaters had to shut down. And uh, this movie is uh, Amriya uh, Dastur and Kunal Kapoor. Um, it's a movie about a struggling Wait, uh, writer. Uh, he's not a struggling writer, actually. He has a writer's block. He's a very famous author and he's a YouTuber. Um, and he's a, he's a Robin Hood of sorts by the night. He disguises himself to help uh, trouble people and stop crimes at night. Um, kind of kind of a guy. And uh, his own life is a mess. His uh, ex-wife, um, who was cheating on him, is suing him. And uh, he's trying to squeeze a huge alimony out of him. And um, so he's trying to deal with all of that. And at the same time, he has a big writer's block. And, um, and he lands himself in trouble uh, where a blackmailer starts threatening him uh, that he, 
his his identity will get revealed. And he meets this beautiful young girl with a dark past. And this is a story of that meeting. And uh, well, I, I can't disclose more beyond this because then I'll give away the plot. It's just the story. It's um, the story will slowly. It's um, you keep thinking that there will be more coming, but it, the more that you, the, the more that the movie progresses, uh, I felt this just <laughs> instead, instead of it progressing, it just starts getting shaky. The narrative starts getting shaky uh, instead of promising. Um, it's um, it, the execution just just dissipates for me, and uh, the characters. As I said, the characters make the story and the motivations of the characters, I started questioning them. I, I don't know I don't know what the characters were doing in a little while. I don't know what their motivations were. I didn't know why they were there in the first place. I, I found it very difficult to justify why they were there in the first place. So even though Kunal Kapoor is just phenomenal, Amriya Dastor is, is beautiful, but beyond how good they look and beyond how well they can act, especially Kunal Kapoor is a wonderful actor. We've seen him, we've seen him act, act in wonderful movies and he's done some good work. I just couldn't get myself to, to convince myself that he was doing anything useful in this movie. So <laughs> you are not useful. I mean, wow, I don't know what a, he was doing here in critique. the first place. What was yeah. this movie all about? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, it, it was as if somebody somebody was just uh, somebody started with it with an intention and then just got carried away and then had a had something to smoke and then got confused. Mm. That that's what I felt. All right. And, and what was this movie called? How do you? Um, it's it was called Koi Janena. And of course, there's this entire song, Amir Khan and uh, Amir Khan's uh, uh, item number with the Eli Avram, which is a very seductive number. And uh, that was it. I mean, that was that was the, that was the only thing I worth writing home about. And wow. I was I was heartbroken because I absolutely absolutely adore Kunal Kapoor. I mean, he is so phenomenally good looking and he's so talented. And then I I see him just squander this movie away, and I was completely heartbroken because of that. But hey, somebody smoked something over there. I don't want to know what he smoked, but whatever he did, he wasted a lot of money here. Find us at daisies.live. Yo, this is Tasher. You are now tuned in to daisies.live. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Daisies.live. We are back. This is Scott, and I'm here with Moral and Shreya, and we just talked about Koei Na. And now we're moving to uh, something that was not in the theaters. It, it released on Netflix, Ajib Dastans. Shreya, did you see it? Yeah, did you? I only saw like the first 10 minutes. Not that much. <laughs> Why? Why did you drop out? You know, I was deciding between two different shows or movies, I guess you can say. And I always, I never have a habit of um, like dropping movies for some reason. But Ajit Dastan's just like the first 10 minutes was not interesting enough for me to keep going. And I don't know if that's just like the show in general, but it started off really, really slow to the point where I was like, if this is going to be the rest of what I have to watch, like I don't have forever to understand what Life the plot is short. line is. 
Yeah, right. exactly. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something about the gene task then. So, so the uh, defining factor of all the four engaging stories of Ajit Dastan's is complex human relationships, of course. But there is a social commentary at the basis of the at the foundation of all the four stories, and that's why you can't just flippantly watch it. You have to give it attention, and you have to appreciate the social commentary at the bottom of these stories. And um, and this is not formula. This is um, this is. These are gritty stories. You need to, you need to not only give them your attention. You have to give them time. You've got to appreciate the nuances of the social commentary, and not not only that, but but when you when you're looking at looking at anthologies, you have to appreciate you have to appreciate the the beginning. You know, you have to appreciate how the story, the middle of the story, and you have to also appreciate how the story ends. And these four stories were so beautifully woven together. Uh, the actors were so phenomenal. Uh, it, they were twisted. They, they, were, they were twisted and beautifully told. So you had to be there for the entire time and you had to give it your 100% attention, which is so difficult. So difficult. So this is gold. If you got time, if you got attention, uh, watching Ajib Dastan's is gold right there. Because... Uh, they're in a compilation of these short stories, the direction, the actors, phenomenal actors. Hey, you got you got all of them in one ensemble together. Uh, remember, um, uh, Karan Johar, this, this is, of course, a production of dramatic uh, creations, which is a, a, a production of Dharma pictures, Dharma productions, which is owned by Karan Johar. This is who also made Lust Stories before. And this is another attempt, uh, similar attempt. Lust Stories is, of course, available on Netflix. And if you haven't watched it, another brilliant um, uh, anthology attempt. Uh, this is a law, um, Lust Stories, uh, though I, I found this much better than Lust Stories, too. And you know, so so you got you, you will you you can do a deep dive into so so you there are four aspects of it. So there's jealousy, entitlement, prejudice, toxicity, and you take these four narratives, and then you play the stories around them. So the first story is a couple in an arranged marriage and the the class the struggle between the couple the uh, in an arranged marriage uh, the, the rights of the man versus the rights of a woman why aren't they the same so that story being told then uh, the the second story is about the the class struggle between a maid and a laundry man uh, the the gender experience of two women uh, who who are working in the same uh, same factory but they belong to different class class of class classes of the society. Then, uh, then, then, then the same. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just the range of the stories being told is expansive. Yet, uh, it, apart from apart from just just uh, just the stories being told, the way the human relationships have been brought out in each of the stories are so beautiful. I thought this was such a brilliant attempt at presenting an anthology. Um, I 
I was blown up, blown away. Uh, it required for for someone like me, I have the attention span of a sparrow. I'm sorry, but for someone like me to just sit there and watch something like this without twiddling with my phone and you know uh, tweeting and Instagramming and doing 50 things at the same time, it was difficult. But if you have the time, attention, this is. OTT Gold right there. And if you haven't watched it, this is something you need to watch this weekend. Definitely. I give it a 9 on 10 right there. Wow. 9 out of 10. After what Shreya said, I thought it was going to be 5, 6. Wow. Okay. All right. So the slow start. I didn't watch it. So I can No, that's see. true. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, slow start, but it built and it was ended up being worth it. Is that what you're saying, Moral? Absolutely. You need to, you need to give it attention. And once you start recognizing the actors, the uh, uh, the circumstances, the the tug of war between class struggles, you will fall in love with those characters. And then you'll understand how each theme is presented in such a beautiful way that um, amazingly told stories. Is it fair to say brilliant, brilliant. Is it fair to say it's something you have to be in the mood for? You just have to empty your head and then give it give it attention. You, these, huh. these, these are not. This wasn't. This wasn't um, TNF. <laughs> okay, we all can, we can't all be TNF. All right, we'll be back right after this break. I looked in the trench and I pop it right in and I came with the ammo Whole lot of bars in my pocket, I mix it with beats in the sauce and they call it a Van Gogh Fuck all that talk when I'm living, I'm rapping, I'm folding my napkins, I'm not in your blanket Give you the packs if you go with the stacks and we moving it in when it's spinning like tango That's my name, so my word is for sure, numbers for sure My closet is fancy, I build a rapport, it spoke to the floor, glamour allure Crossing my T's and I'm packing my O's, I hate to impose, I'm under my own But if you get messy, I'll wipe you for sure Pimping and dapper, they look with the arm, so I'm making the faces go on with the arm Up to something, he been up to something, he been sneaking in the legs, touching something Hold the order, we got more to order, never saw the border, got a load of boat up Keep it moving even out of breath, you won't find me kidding like an adolescent My inner demons were a house arrest, but I let them go, now they got a flag Hey everyone, Live. this is Scott, and we are back We just got done uh, reviewing Ajib Dastans And now we're going to turn to something, from what I can tell, very, very different This was uh, released in the theaters in India Did it actually get released before the lockdown, Moral? It just got released this Friday. Yeah, okay. All right. It got released yesterday in theaters. So if you haven't watched it, you can safely go to AMC. You can go to Cinemax. And if you're in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, you can go to Cinema. You can go to Fremont Lounge, um, uh, Cinemax Fremont Lounge, and you can watch 99 Songs, A.R. Hevan's first production and enjoy phenomenal music okay so before we get into this um what exactly is the premise what is 99 songs what is the movie about from a high level so this is a story of a young man who has to create a lot of music to win the heart of the father of a girl he's in love with just simply put the the basic love bottom line up front that's how we write our reviews. Bottom line, I'm friend. This is a job that the guy has to do. The guy, oh my okay. God, I'm in love with Iham, but he is so good looking. So if you haven't, if you haven't seen Iham, but oh my God, I candy. Good looking guy. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I know that he was uh, trained a lot by Mr. Rahman. He was, uh, he was sent, uh, sent to the best music schools and trained in music um, by Mr. Rahman for this role. 
for many years, actually. And uh, he's brilliant. Uh, what, uh, what, what a beautifully drawn out story. Um, although I think the, uh, the strength of the story is uh, the phenomenal music. Um, yes, yes. I mean, if it's called 99 Songs, really, I think that, that points us in the direction of what, the, what you're you know, there for. You know, this is, this is what I would say. The strength of 99 songs will always remain A.R. Rahman and the music. The story doesn't make the cut for me. Um, A.R. Rahman is a brilliant musician. He's a genius. There is, he's a genius. The quality of music that he, comp- he has composed for this production is... In different languages... He, different styles. Three languages to start with, Tamil, Telugu, and Hindi to start with. And it's it's phenomenal. You sit there and you listen to that the, the soundtrack and you will not get out of the soundtrack. You will keep listening to it. I haven't stopped listening to the soundtrack. I have not. I've literally been in a loop with the soundtrack. The problem that I have with the movie is there are too many flashbacks. And, you know, there's, there's this, you start with the story, it gets into a flashback. And... There are too many, um, th- th- this entire screenplay is too loosely put together. Um, I didn't find the find, find fluidity in this screenplay. And for some reason, it hindered the flow. And, um, and it just, uh, for, for me, it wasn't, uh, it overshadowed the substance of the movie in, in a lot of ways. Mm. So uh, for, for me, that was the biggest uh, lacuna of, this entire, uh, the narrative. Um, the newcomers are easy on the eye, they, but they carry a lot on their shoulders. Um, if they had a good nar- narrative uh, uh, to carry, they would have really uh, been great because they anyways look good. But given that the premise is so flimsy, uh, the whole challenge of making a whole lot of music to impress the father um, of the girl who's mute, by the way. Uh, it just, uh, you know, hey, you know, come on, let's 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 come up with a better story at some point in time. Um, I think um, uh, I wish it was a more engaging story. More engaging stories have been told, but where I would leave this with is. Um, Hey, I wish I wish um, this was just an album. Um, uh, I mean, I wish I wish this was uh, this could have been a music album, and this would have been a super duper uh, hit. Okay, so I have a I have a. This is going to seem like a dumb question. Is it literally ninety nine songs, or are there just a lot of no, songs? No, no, there are like fourteen songs. Or so, yeah, okay, right? all right, okay. <laughs> But, but right. in the movie, he's supposed to create like 99. He's supposed got to. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I would like to say that before so he has we... to create like 99 songs and come back for his right. okay. daughter's that makes, hand. He's that a cynical guy. And he's like, hey, you want my daughter? My daughter's mute. But, you know, if you want my daughter's hand, go create like 100 songs and come back. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to listen to uh, the interview. And I have to say that when I was sitting there during the interview, I remember thinking someone as gifted, as talented, as popular who's been who's had his butt kissed by media and celebrities and fans for years he just seemed like the nicest person he just seemed like a really nice guy very patient very pleasant answered the questions 
Um, sometimes he would pirouette from one topic to another, and it was really fun to listen to him. Now, that may have been all for the media, but in my first experience with him, my first interaction, he just He's seemed so like a grounded. really nice so guy. So down yeah. to earth. So down yeah. to earth and grounded. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a listen. Let's, let's hear. Yeah, no. Uh, so the question, the question that I asked him was, how do you innovate? Because everything, every note, every song, uh-huh. if you take a Rahman song, uh, Every song is different from the other. And what he brings to each song is, is the fact that it's different from the other. And he brings a different note. He brings a different sound. He brings a different, uh, he, he varies it. So I asked him, how do you innovate? Because this is innovation. Yeah, and this I remember I remember exactly what he said. It's the very first sentence says a lot. Anyway, let's take a listen. Absolutely. Mr. Rahman, thank you so much. It is such an honor to be talking with you. I just wanted to um, ask you a, a very basic question. Your music has uh, always been innovative. Your your music has always had a very different spin on, um, on sound. Um, I wanted to ask you, what is your process of innovation what is what is your process of how do you how do you come up with different tunes how do you come up with this entire spin on innovation i get bored i've been working from yeah i've, I've been working from 81 81 i was playing for so many different composers i was two sessions a day so those 10 years of my life was like 40 years experience you know and i've done the, the traditional thing folk and carnatic and all the stuff and then this boredom actually led me to let's do something else let's do let's sick of the stuff let's do something else and uh, we don't have anything to lose and I, i was not intending to continue as a film composer at that time but you know love is a is a magnetic force and the more you get from people the more um, like in the movie it says you know there's no nasha the like claps and and stuff like that and so that led me to the stuff and then then when you keep doing things it's like why can't we do like this why can't we do like that and my first movie success actually gave me the empowerment to innovate so people came with that thing that if you go to this guy it'll be something different that's why they come to me you know that is a very good thing because even working in hollywood i found like people telling me what to do like this is a movie like this this is a temp score don't copy it but sound like the same that is one of the reasons why after slum dog you know there's a slum but i I I got disinterested because there only when you have people expecting great things from you when you can do but when you when the belittling you with this is what you should do this is the parameters and that's what everybody does it's no use just to have the hollywood tag with me and and doing things out of which I got some great uh, directors like Lasse Holstrom I worked on 100 for journey I worked with the Pele directors and who had given me the freedom and I made this experience lovely Danny Boyle of course working with them twice and getting five nominations is great yeah is what else Hi everyone it's Stacy's dot live this is Scott and we're back uh, I'm here with Shreya and Moral and Moral that was that was really interesting the interview I love his answer
का करूं सजनी आए नबालम का करूं सजनी आए नबालम तड़पत बीते मोरी उन us at daisies.live we are back this is daisies.live and i'm here with shria and moral and uh yeah that's a that was a beautiful song he's he's great i i really enjoyed that interview i don't want to i don't want to keep talking about how much i was impressed by him but i have interviewed celebrities before and some of them have just been so unpleasant i can't wait for the interview to be over and and he was not that way at all so that was that was a pleasant surprise um so now we're going to talk about t and f which uh shriya now you and i saw this and we're going to be doing the majority of this review um t and f stands for tuesdays and fridays and i'm just going to give the premise and then i want to hear what you have to say tuesdays and fridays and it's this it's a it's a love story with two two people uh, from that magical mountain somewhere in India, where they find the the, the sublime, beautiful people, and uh, 
It's a love story about how the, the woman is a lawyer and she comes up with this idea that they're only going to date on Tuesdays and Fridays. And then they see how that works out. And uh, it's a very interesting idea. Like so many great Bollywood films, it's, it's the, the, the premise is, is quite interesting. I'd never heard of something like that. There probably are other films like that, but I'd, I'd never heard of this story of this premise before. Um, Shreya, what did you think? What did you think of the, uh, of the idea? What did you think of the acting, the story, et cetera? So let's start with the concept. I thought it was, it's like a traditional Bollywood love story. But at the same time, it's very millennialized. Is that is that a word? I'm not entirely sure, but it's like this battle between like love and work, and they're trying to make it work so bad. So they come up with these boundaries, and it's like having a relationship with terms and contracts. Like you literally sign an agreement before you go into a relationship, and um, it makes sense because she's such a she's a lawyer. So I guess like all she does is talk in terms of what can legally be held against someone else so she's like okay we're gonna contractually enter this relationship and i think it makes things interesting but at the same time i wish it would have been a little better because the male character was so i would say like there was a lot of the same energy i don't want to say it's like same acting and monotone but there was a lot of the same energy throughout every scene um she kind of switched between you know her mood oh that's a good point yeah 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 he kind of kept it steady and i don't know if that was meant to show that like he was a little more emotionally stable going into the situation or if like maybe that was just bad acting on his part like i genuinely (laughs) don't know i thought the guy had the same expression throughout the movie yeah he did not vary his expression at all i mean he could have been he could could have been a piece of furniture literally (laughs) but i mean you're right she's not wrong like he's like i'm so in love right now and i'm so excited right now and i'm so sad right now and you're like "Uh." from the first frame to the last frame he's so good looking he could just get away with it that's the thing he didn't need to be this interesting guy he's a writer and he's that attractive so that's really all he needs it's so beautiful. Like I have, um, I have a problem mm-hmm. sometimes watching old Bollywood movies simply because I'm like, oh, these settings, these locations, and these colors are not appealing. But everything is so visually bright and appealing to the eye. It kind of reminds me of like East 2015 color. YouTube. Yeah, probably, probably. I I like the settings a lot. I honestly like even if they were bad actors, they were very pretty to look at. Like they're yes. direct visually like yes. the settings were great um every situation where i felt like there was supposed to be something that was building up the location was so perfect for where they were having that moment i think totally each agree. actor was dressed really well i yeah. think oh the yeah moments- yes absolutely and let's talk about that they looked not only were they pretty people but they they're they just looked fantastic that guy right. had the coolest wardrobe you know a man who's a writer dressing that well yeah i know yeah, kind of, kind of makes you wonder. A lot of money. Yeah. Well, I, I I agree with you completely, Shreya. The, the 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 every scene I wanted to be like I wanted to be in that coffee shop, and I wanted mm-hmm. to be in her apartment in uh, Mumbai, and I wanted to be in mom's house in or mom's house in London. Um, yeah, it just, I thought I thought the London London scenes were pretty pretty just gorgeous. I, I they were London. all oh God, beautiful every time. Every time uh, all the scenes in London, I wanted to be in London so badly. So, uh, I, did we, do we, when it's all said and done, I mean, it, when it's all said and done, it's okay, a conventional my, my love question, story. My question to you folks, what did, what did you think of the entire premise of the story? Oh, the concept of the story? Tuesday and the Friday. 
Yeah. They're basically trying to make the relationship work by setting a, a timestamp or like a schedule to it. Right. And I am not entirely like I was really pulled into it because I was like, what kind of a relationship would that be where, you know, you, you are setting limits and boundaries to yourself. And so I'm not entirely sure if that was the point of the movie being like learning how to live with like random boundaries and setting that for yourself. But I think it kind of just justified that you just need to let whatever happens in a relationship happen and not set these kinds of rules and definitions and boundaries. But at the same time, is that like a good message to send to your audience? Because, you know, you want people to feel comfortable with their partners to set boundaries, to say no, because, you know, like that's what I would hope you'd want to teach kids be like, if you, you don't have to let someone, you know, do anything that you are not comfortable with. So I was like, what do you say? Go or no? Are we, are we going to watch? Are our listeners going to watch? Are our viewers going to watch TNF? Um, I guess like in my perspective, so something I would tell my 16 year old self, I guess, based on this movie is that maybe scarcity is good, but at the same time, I don't think you should walk into any situation, like giving it set kind of rules. Does that make sense? Cause like they did the Tuesday and Friday, but like, is that to me, at least that's really weird. I'm like, how, why, why would you set Tuesday and Friday? Why would you be like, you can only see each other Tuesday and Friday. You can just say, Hey, I need some time to myself. Like maybe, you know, we don't see each other as much as often as possible. So, you know, that we can focus on ourselves while we're doing this. Like, but it's so weird. Like she literally attacked her relationship with law and, and he was like seven week period. I was like, what are these arbitrary rules that you're putting on yourself? It's true. Hey, what's up? This is Shishi, and you're listening to my music on Daisies.live. Daisies.live, we are back. Um, we just got done reviewing TNF, Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm here with Maral and Shreya, and we have a, we have a special guest. We, have a, we do. We are, we are breaking new ground here with the Daisies.live show. Maral, why don't you tell us what's going on? So I'm a little confused myself. What is going on here is that... We got a special guest with us today. Uh, we have a segment that we started last week where we started revisiting uh, the series on special demand of some of our listeners who wanted us to revisit the television series that we were reviewing last year before the pandemic happened. And they wanted us to go back and start reviewing the series on our website and on social media. And we did. And this time around, we wanted to go and watch and review some of the series that were more feminist and positive. So we picked up a few series. And one of these series um, actually was a series called Shoria uh, or Anoki Ki, Aki Kahani. And uh, we came across uh, their fan fandom on Twitter and on Insta, and it is a wild fandom. This fandom rocks, guys. So if you haven't joined the fandom, you must on Twitter and on, on Instagram. Very active on community. Well, by the way. Very, very active. Very active fandom. And they are such positive people. Guys, you have to be a part of this fandom. And while um, coming across this fandom, we met some amazing people. And one of the people was Ankita. And Ankita is with us today. And we loved what she wrote. We loved the way she did character graphs. We loved the way she broke down the story. And we loved the way she analyzed the story. And that's why we invited her on our show. Because she knows the story better than we do. And she analyzed the characters better than we were able to. 
So Anke, though, welcome to Daisy's Online. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so Hello. much, Murad and Scott. Hello. So, Ankita, so this is Scott. Scott, Scott is okay. in Ohio. Uh, Shreya, okay. Shreya is in DC. And I'm in San Francisco. Welcome to our show. Hey. Thank you so much, Scott, Murad and Shreya for having me there. It's such a good opportunity to talk to you guys. Bottom line up front, tell us about the show. Tell us what happened this week. Okay, this week, wow, this week was such a roller coaster. Like, we went up and boom, we went down. So, we had this like beautiful holy episodes. Okay, it started with that. We have these two protagonists who are, you know, feeling the first bouts of first love. There's nervousness, there's fear, there's excitement, and there's this water situation also. We have this guy who just barges into her hostel room to get her ready when she is not around. And then we have obviously the cop, ACP Ahil, who actually, you know, there's a tussion going on. There's always the camera acting going on. So in the second episode of the week, uh, they got into an argument and Shori was locked up by ACP Ahil. Okay. I think you ha- guys have seen that episode. Yeah, we, we've been reviewing the show every, every day of the week and oh. it's uh, on a social, yeah. Uh, so and, yeah. and we, we're, we're aware of the storyline because we've been reviewing the show. Yeah. Yes. We're having this discussion. Who's the yes. better of the two? Um, <laughs> ACB, <laughs> ACB uh, uh, Ahir or, or, and we got so many questions on Twitter. My God, Ankita, you got so many questions to answer. We're definitely not going to get to all of them. But the bigger question. Yeah, yeah, I'm all ears. What is the motivation of ACPR here? Motivation for like with the Noki? Yeah, what is his motivation? What is it is he evil? I, you know, I think his, we do need to see more of him if we have to understand his character properly. But I think he's quite smitten by Anoki. Mm-hmm. And he has judged Shore quickly just because he had some anger issues. He is just Shorya quickly and he wants to be, you know, the knight in shining armor for an Oki. But the thing is, what BC is, he is everywhere, you know. He is just everywhere. He comes in the college, tells, he offers to drop her to Kapoor and she's leaving SIIC. And then he wants her to choose him, but he can see that Anoki is already tilted towards Shorya. So you, you think this is going to be a, uh, this is going to be a match? You think this is, this is going to be a tough one for Shorya? No, I don't actually think so because, you know, Shore has uh, made his way to the rooms of Anoki's heart. Anoki's heart. She's already <laughs> fallen for the guy. <laughs> She's already fallen for the guy. And, you know, but there is a very big foreshadowing, if you guys saw in yesterday's episode, that Shore referred to ACP with a mask. You know, like Shakespeare say, we all wear masks. So, so what, do you, what do you think of that? What, what, what does that mask imply? Because that's one of the questions we got on Twitter as well for you to answer. What does a mask okay. imply? You know, I think because we may have, we haven't seen much of him right now. So maybe he does have an ulterior motive. It could be a backstory. He could be related to the Sabavals. If they go down that line, then maybe the elders did something to his family or his parents because we haven't seen any of that. Or it could be he does have a dark, gritter, stockish side to him. You know, the obsessive lover type. And if they go in that way, whoa, we are so excited because it can get so intense. 
Yeah, so this is actually one of one of one of the few Indian television stories where the characters are so well laid out. Um, the motivations and and the valid uh, and, and the validation of the characters are are well drawn out. I was I was kind of surprised that they still haven't caught they still haven't closed the loop on the kidnappers of Anoki. Where is it oh, yeah. going? See, the thing is, actually, I think many tracks were planned, but because of the pandemic. they have to just shift the focus because many less people are allow- are allowed on the sets now oh. you know mm-hmm. okay so th- there are many loopers like uh, the person who shot shoya's mother is anoki's brother even that track is pending yes so we were yeah so we were waiting for that but i think because of the pandemic they have made last minute story changes because only 5 or 10 people are allowed on sets at a time due to the government restrictions okay And- so 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 uh, given where this week what happened this week after after holy um this guy goes to prison and then yeah. he realizes he realizes anoki has has uh, feelings for him too but they haven't been able to tell each other yeah mirad i think you know uh, many people thought that he is playing with cupid and th- that is where i think the interest in acb's character is more because on one hand you see his expression and you see maybe this guy is playing cupid but then the other thing, the other moment he actually wants shorya that if you don't take it care of her i'm going to take her away forever so do you think he's 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 genuinely in love with her and he he, he respects her wishes he knows she's in love with him he respects her wishes but he also wants her to be happy right yeah he does want her to be happy but i don't think he does know anoki so well because mm-hmm. in the lock up anoki takes more of a stand for shorya than him she mm-hmm. tells him that i know him even if he stays stuck in anger he is going to apologize and that is what we we saw also that he forgot his ego and apologized to him only for anoki so he's already on the path of changing that is i think his shorya's usp and acp is still in the dilemma like yesterday's episode he was actually gossiping <laughs> to anoki's sister you know like a complaining machine that he is always teasing anoki or he is always getting in trouble so he was bad mouthing shorya so it's like he's creating a bad impression in front of anoki's sister for shorya did you say complaining machine sorry yeah i did say sorry yes please go ahead you said complaining machine yes i did can i use that because that is fantastic can i use that in my everyday life Got it. Please okay. Go cool. Go Please ahead. continue. All right. That's all I. Yeah. Thank you. So, so uh, Ankita, uh, how do you, do you think uh, Anoki's sister? What's her name? Bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah. So, do you, do you think Anoki's sister is going to support uh, support uh, the cop? I do think so. You know, because you know, the her worldview is even more restricted than Anoki. You know, because the way. her father treated her the way her husband is practically abusing her to so for her if somebody is just being good to women in general that is all the criteria it is of being a good human being oh dear so so anoki is going to get pressure from her sister to date the cop it could be it could be that maybe uh, i think shorin and anoki are going to have a very hard time finding supporters in their family Oh wow! And then uh, Shara's mom, Shara's uh, yeah, Asha, yeah. 
mom is of course going to support the two of them but she's not in the picture but shorya's aunt is going to support the other woman the, the woman who's come from cambridge right yeah wow. see that that yeah it is you know the beauty of the story is that even if his mother has left him at a very young age she is far more perspective than the ones who has actually grown him up the aunt devi sabarwal her love is conditional she only loves shorya when she he is going to act on her whims and fancies so so do you think shorya will reach out to his mom to to ha- have her help him with with anoki you know uh, actually we uh, you know she was about to come during the holi but i think because of the pandemic they shifted the track and brought his ex back earlier hmm okay so yet i think asta his mom is going to be supportive but the baggage he carries with his mom i don't think it's so easy you know you cannot just forget last 24 years 25 years of your life in a minute but 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 if push comes to shove and he's losing her do you think he'll reach yeah. out to his mom for help definitely i he think shorya is going yeah i think shorya is going to do anything and everything to get this girl in his life because in these 30 years is the first person he wants for himself interesting so this is going to be yeah. interesting definitely we have so many questions ankita but um we uh we might just have you here on next week to answer the rest of them but of course the story is going to move next week as well and we might have oh, new yeah. questions and new twists mm-hmm. and new turns what do you think the, yeah. the most important question we have for you is, uh, we know yeah. in the precap the last episode precap shorya says i love you to nokia everybody in the fandom is like is it a dream is it a reality did he actually said that <laughs> so what do you think what do you think nokia is going to do is she going to say i love you too or is she going to shake him off what's going to happen is she in love with him and if she is is she going to say she's got is she gonna, how is she going to rest of the page oh according to me <laughs> come on I you're think, the guru here you know no, the character as well okay So I think Anoki may t- uh, take the leap of faith, you know, because just now she's basking in the love, she isn't taking care of the repercussions. But if she does ask him the question that why did you broke your engagement, then it's going to be fireworks because that's where the main conflict is. He wanted a homemaker, and but now he loves this girl who has left, who ran away from her marriage for her dreams. this fallen in love when he never thought it coming to the entire opposite girl and he's going to support her obviously he will change but right now oh my god it could i do think maybe she'll ask for some time but and sure won't give up so this is going to getting interesting it is and you know they have moved to goa for shoot the team is already in goa we are going to get fest scenes and the acp is also there his ex is also going to be there it's going to get very interesting this is getting fun getting to be fun ankita we can't thank you enough for being on our show we're going to have you back again next week for another update of shore or anoki kani guys if you are not catching up on the show you have to this is perhaps the most interesting show on star plus right now yeah. the story of a professor who falls in love with his student and this was actually uh, is, not is a first... old school love story of you know if you were born in the 80s and the 90s you know how uh, 
how slow burn love stories happen. This is one of those slow burn love stories, beautifully written, amazing characters. It's on Hotstar USA, Hotstar Canada, streams 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Thank you so much, Mugal. And I love it. We'll see you. We'll see you soon again. Yeah. Thank I you. hope to be back soon. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Shreya. Next week. Bye. Of course. Thank you for joining Bye. us. Bye. Thank you. And I love the term you used. Old, uh, old school vintage romance. It, this is what this show is. It is. Most definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Shreya. All right. Well, um, that, that was great. Here we are. This is what happened in the series that we're following.
Hi, this is Naman and you're watching me on Daisies.live. Daisies.live, we're back. <clears throat> I'm Scott, I'm here with Shreya and Maral, and wow, what a show. My goodness, we really, we really ran the gamut here. We, I mean, we just, we, we hit it all. Music, movies, TV, fan fiction, hot cops, nightclubs. <laughs> we, we ran the whole gamut. Oh my gosh. Um, I had a lot of fun. So uh, <laughs> say goodbye, everyone. This is Scott. Scott, you look tired, but we are not. We're going to go. Did you get yourself vaccinated, guys? I, I had my first shot. Shreya, how about you? Yeah, I've only had my first dose. First? Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Are, do we have oh. any Johnson & Johnson people here? Which one? No, I'm Pfizer. I'm Pfizer. Yeah. Moderna. You know, Shreya, as, how did you, as, how did, as, as, as we say, which shot have you had is going to be the next, uh, where are you from? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, good Lord. Shreya, how did you feel after your from. first shot? How did you feel after your first shot? I had Pfizer? some soreness in my left hand for exactly two feel, days. I, I could feel the left side of my body for 10 days. I was numb in the next the left side of my body for 10 days. I'm kind of glad I went with Pfizer then. Like, Moderna sounds a little problematic over there. Not going to lie. Me, I'm from Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just was tired. I just was tired on and off for about a week. Mm. Nothing, well, nothing next one is on the 4th of May, so you better be careful. I'm going to be a zombie come 4th of May and days before and after. But having said that, time for us to bid you goodbye. If you guys haven't had your shot, please, 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 please go get your COVID shot. It is not only good for you, but it's also your civic responsibility to get vaccinated against COVID-19. With okay, that. well, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next week. We will. I'm Scott. We're all, and I'm Shreya. Bye, everyone. Bye then.